and I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the Ghost Story Podcast. It's, uh, oh no, no. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast about real shit. <laughs> we should just have an episode of outtakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd love that. That's right like, yeah. Are you guys going to do a scary movie episode? Um, No. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it fit, sort of the theme. I don't know. Kind of fits. It's Halloween. <laughs> I actually saw a really scary movie last night. Uh, no, it wasn't really scary. It's called The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson Ooh. and um, Willem Dafoe. And Can it was, he act, though? Oh, my God. Robert Pattinson? He is fantastic. Really? And in fact, I was thinking, you know who's going to be pissed off when they see this movie is Joaquin Phoenix. He's really good. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be that shocked if he did get a nomination out Dang. of it. So. But it's a crazy movie. Anyhow, welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast. It's all about real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. I'm Rebecca Black. Sorry about that complete diversion because we have so much to talk about today. First of all, we have to remind everybody to drop by the White Rock Ale House and Brewery. Yes. That is our October sponsor. And and I think coming up is they have their Golden Girls trivia. I we need to go. We really need I to go. I want to go. Can we wear our Golden Girls Halloween costumes? Because that's super popular right now. Uh, yeah, but last week you said you were gonna slaughter everybody. I could. I could school everybody in the Golden Girls, which I don't really know that. I know Blanche. That's kind of all that I remember. <gasps> oh. Sorry. But you can get all the details at whiterockalehouse.com. The other thing that you need to do, go to hauntedaf.com and buy your t-shirts. By the okay? way, mine came in the mail. Yay! Yay! Uh, we have to send love to Angie because she sent a picture of herself in her Haunted AF t-shirt. She's our first buyer, too. Yes, Angie! So thank you, Angie! Angie, thank you for buying your t-shirt. By the way, we have another way that you can support Haunted AF. So we have a collaboration right now with a jewelry store called Ventaglio Jewelry. And here's how this whole thing got started. So when Rebecca and I started going mm -hmm. out to these creepy places, we were like, oh, I need to wear like my crucifix yeah. and my rosary and because we're girly girls. Yeah. Deep we down. need something to protect us at all times. Right. So my friend Dean, who has this jewelry store, was like, well, what if we made a necklace out of the cool charms mm -hmm. from your logo? These are actually protection charms. The Eye of Ra, a Celtic shield, cross spears, and the Algies. Those are all the different little symbols, which sounds super witchy. They're all, not. They're all just old protection symbols, and they're super cool. Yep. But Dean made these charms featuring <gasps> our symbols. And they're amazing. Amazing. Look at that. So you can get it in either gold or silver. It's a collaboration. So a portion of the proceeds, whenever you buy that, will go back to us so we can keep telling ghost stories. Right. Because otherwise, we're not going to be able to. Right. So again, <laughs> t-shirts and the necklaces or charms, whatever you want, that's all at hauntedaf.com. All right. So we were having a lot of fun last week at the expense of Bigfoot. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I love it. I do too. I've gone back and listened to the Sierra <laughs> sounds it's so, so much. It's so funny. 
funny. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were laughing about that. And then this guy named Bruce Faulkner, he is a frequent contributor and he's a yeah. listener to the podcast. He sent me some more Bigfoot audio. Honestly, the first time I listened to this audio, I had to turn it off. All Why? Because right? it freaked me out so bad. Oh, yes. Bring it on. So, so don't turn off because there is a sound in this that you have to hear. So Ziggy, will you play these Bigfoot sounds for us? So this is from Minnesota in 2012, something St. Louis County. Oh, listen. So they're like, okay, maybe that's a wolf. But I it don't does that. Think that oh, sounds it. like a wolf. Wait, okay. discussion about you hear the ones in the background yeah that sounds real is it wolves that's not wolves is it a moose uh-uh that doesn't sound like anything i've heard before and especially that ah oh, yeah at the end they were saying that It sounds like a distress call of some sort. Well, I was reading in the comments, and we'll post the link to this, but they were saying it was like uh, Sasquatch mating season. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> that's what it God, that's like. what they sound like when they're getting ready to do it. How rough and scary is that? That's not turning you on? No. That's not working for you? Honestly, mm. when I was listening to this in my house alone, and when it got to that part where they were all going together, yeah. I had to turn that off. Now I want to like dabble in Bigfoot porn. <laughs> so here's an part two. That's when Bigfoot got excited. <laughs> that note right there. So that is official Bigfoot so mating that season. That confirms it's mating season yeah. and not some sort of weird... I'm sorry. I thought that was super scary when I heard yeah, that. Yeah. No, that is terrifying. And when you go in and read all the comments, everybody's like, dude, get out of there. I'm telling you, that sounds legit. And imagine you're camping and you and hear, hear that, that crap. Yeah, Hell no. no. Okay, I told you guys last week that someone else thought that Haunted AF was giving them ghosts. Yes. Okay, because the guy sent me an email and he said, I'm not saying it's the podcast, but it's the podcast. Again, that's why we made the t-shirts and the necklaces mm -hmm. to save it's you to from this. To protect you. It's protection. Yes, protection when okay. you listen. So he sent us some audio. Ziggy, would you play that, please? Hello, everybody. Well, here's my story. So I was uh, waiting for to pick up my niece one day and I park in this parking lot and there's only one way in and one way out so I park in the back like I normally do and I back in so I can see you know everybody's coming or going well, anyways I'm sitting there minding my own business and you know here comes this car and, you know it's not a junk or anything but it, you know it's coming as I can see it and then you know I can hear it and now mind you I'm in the the back and there's no cars next to me and the car pulls in next to me so I'm kind of like, eee, this is wonderful, you know, I'm going to get jacked or whatever. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> I digress. So the person uh, looks over at me and smile, I smile back, and, you know, I turn my head quick second to, you know, see, look for my niece, and I turn back and the car's gone. Now, mind you, I'm in a position where I could see if the car left, and I sure could, you know, have heard the car leave, which... I didn't see it or hear it leave. 
and the car was nowhere in the parking lot. So there you go. Now y'all have a good, safe, happy Halloween. One of the things that he told me in the email that he left out there uh-huh. is that he was listening to episode eight of season two. So he's in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, and when, the car just up and vanishes Yeah, next pull, to him. Pulls in next to him, kind of like making yeah. noise. Looks over, guy waves at him. So he looks for his niece, looks back, and the car is gone. What the actual hell? I don't know. Like, I was gonna, I was all prepared to be like, you're not haunted, it's fine, but now I'm like, maybe concerned. Yeah, he sent me a picture. Oh my gosh. He sent me a picture of the parking lot to show where he was parked. Yeah. And how there was no way this car could have moved or gotten out of there without him seeing it. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what I don't know. that means. Uh, <sighs> we also got another, and thank you so much for all of these audio files. Oh yeah. We love it when you guys send yourself telling the ghost stories because that's fantastic so send that to give them the email address hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com because you can send us stories directly through Mm hauntedaf.com but for the audio stuff you definitely have to go through the gmail address yeah hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so i got this story from joyce hi julie this is joyce i had a story that happened man i guess i was about four years old I lived on what had previously been an old plantation. I was raised in northern Louisiana. My stepfather was a sharecropper. Yeah, so I'm that old. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually 60. Anyway, we lived initially with my great-grandmother in an old shotgun house that had previously been slave quarters out in northern Louisiana in the boonies. And one night, um, this would have happened to have been back in the early 60s, the dogs started just going crazy. We lived way out there in the country. Um, My mom was there, teenage, single teenage mom. And my great-grandmother started looking out of the window, and we all ran and looked. There was this lady walking down the road. The dogs were barking their heads off. She had this long white dress on. And the dogs didn't go directly up to her. They would approach her and back up and kind of circle around. She just kept walking. My great-grandmother, as she got closer to the house, ran. I mean, she, she said, that's a haint or a ghost. And she backed out of the window and got in her bed and pulled the covers over her head. Well, I was a kid, so I'm still, I'm staying in that window. I'm looking because (laughs) the dogs are still barking. And uh, my mom comes and she's looking out of the window as well. Well, when this lady in white got beside the house, and our house was back, I don't know how many feet off of the road, uh, but she stopped in the road and she just stared at the house. We couldn't make out facial features, but she did have shoulder length hair. And she just stopped and stood there and looked. I don't know how long she stood there, but she turned around and started walking back up the road. Now, there was an old wooden church on the roadway on one side, and facing that church was a cemetery. So as we watched her walk back down the roadway, we could see headlights from an oncoming car. And as the car lights hit where that lady in white should have been there was absolutely nothing there 
So the car went by. My mom knew who the car belonged to. And uh, later in the week, they asked. They had seen a lady in the roadway that night. And they said, no, there was no one in the road. She must have you know, come from the cemetery and wanted to take a look at her old house. And she had gone back up the road back to rest in the ground. It was just, just creepy, but it was something that I never, ever forgot. The neighbor said that wasn't the first time that people had seen ghosts walking on this little road uh, going back up to the cemetery. So that's my story. It's a Haint. I know. <laughs> I want to call him Haints all the time now. I know. I do That's too. That's such a good name. It's funny because when I'm typing, yeah. I, I do typos that say Haint all right, the time. Yeah. So I'm just going to call them Haints. So our friend Keith, the animator who used to work for DC Comics, yeah. I sent this audio to him and asked yes. him if he would animate it for yes. us. And he was like, yeah, I can work with this. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Oh he my said gosh. he's going to work on it this weekend. So hopefully. And That's going to be amazing. And how great is she at storytelling? Yeah, like describing the whole scene. I could just see Same. all all of it. Same. So, ooh, thank you for that, Joyce. So I'm cleaning out the Haunted AF inbox right now. Yeah. And if you have sent us a ghost story that we haven't read yet or shared, it's just somewhere in the piles yeah, right just now. Yeah, gotta find it. So yeah, so we're, we're working on getting through all of these, but Renee sent this one a while back. She says, back when I was about 15 or 16, me and my friends all decided we would go camping since we had just gotten out of school for the summer. We packed our things, set out for the trail. So she said that they ended up taking a trail that they don't normally use that was very difficult because they were trying to stay from uh-huh. away from the crowds and all these other hikers. So they ended up about 30 feet away from this little pond. So uh, she says, we set up camp, did normal teenage things that teenagers do before turning in for the night. What, so is, what does that mean? I'm like, spin the bottle? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I was thinking smoking pot, but... <laughs> I don't know. She says, my three girlfriends and I had this one giant guy with us, and uh, we all slept in one tent while a friend of ours slept in another tent nearby. By the way, who's going to sleep in a tent by themselves when you have other people to sleep with? Yeah, That's I don't know. Ballsy. And I love the fact that they have their one dude. Yeah, the one I know. big dude. So we had all fallen asleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night. It was, She says it was probably around 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I heard what sounded like a splash in the pond. I thought it was a beaver because they're really popular around this little pond. I was just about to go back to sleep when I felt a little tap right on the top of my head. <gasps> ding, ding, ding. Oh my God. <laughs> Coming from outside of the tent. So my heart started pounding. Yeah. I kept telling myself it's just the wind. And then I realized that I didn't hear any of the trees moving or anything oh, around my us. Gosh. So I shut my eyes and I turned to my guy friend and buried myself underneath Good him. call. Good call. Good That's call. exactly what I would have done. So uh, she says the next morning we all woke up. I told my friends what happened. And the one friend who slept in the tent by himself said he had woken up too. And he heard what sounded like someone running and he said it sounded like they went around his tent three times and then punched his tent before running off and she says it's very rare to see anyone around there especially in the middle of the night later on we found out a 15 year old boy had drowned (gasps) in that pond years before we were out there they even put a plaque out in remembrance film almost directly across the pond from where we were camping oh my gosh what if that was like him that's what she is implying but honestly if I was camping and I felt a tap on my head like that there didn't even need to be a ghost Mm -mm. like that's that's all I need right there last week we talked to Ryan remember Ryan sent Mm -hmm. us a story from the catfish plantation that's right we had that EVP from the catfish plantation Ryan sent another story hey guys it's Ryan 
I want to talk about the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. The Crescent Hotel was built in 1886. Now, the whole town is built on limestone. Ghost hunters or paranormal investigators or whatever, they they claim that spirits feed off of that, apparently. I don't understand. I'd probably be going near some gold, not limestone. (laughs) But it's thought that a lot of paranormal activity happens around, like, limestone and around running water, creeks and rivers and things. And in Eureka Springs... Springs, there's a spring that runs through the town. So it was originally built as a hotel, and then in the 1930s, it was bought by this dude that told people he could cure cancer, and he had no medical background. He was just a jackweed. So the guy couldn't <laughs> cure cancer, obviously, and a lot of people died, which is probably why they had the morgue in the basement. Of course, it's a hotel now, and if you go there today, they'll take you downstairs, and you can see where the morgue was. It's real creepy. The Crescent Hotel has been on shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. Of course, they all claim that they have caught stuff. So my story is about a trip I took with my family to the Crescent Hotel. This place reminds me a lot of The Shining. I don't know if it's because it's mm-hmm. sitting on top of this hill overlooking the town or, or what, but it's just really cool, beautiful hotel. So one year, we went up there and we decided to take the ghost tour. So we're on the second floor. That's where they started us and we're waiting for the tour guide to get there and so i'm standing near my aunt we're just waiting on things to happen all of a sudden she turns around and looks at me and my cousin just has this bewildered look on her face and we're like what she said i felt somebody touch the top of my head like a hand came down on her head a couple times at first we think she's just jacking with us (laughs) and so we're like okay whatever you know we're on a ghost tour you know you're experiencing something (laughs) and but she doesn't (laughs) smile or anything she's like no i'm serious something touched the top of my head of course we still don't believe her we start you know we're just making fun of her oh something touched my butt and she started kind of getting pissed (laughs) off a little bit yeah so we're just standing in line and the tour guide comes up one of the first things he says is in this hallway There are many claims from women who say that something touches the top of their head. (laughs) And my aunt turns around. We're we're just dumbfounded. My aunt turns around to us. She's white as a sheet. We don't know what to say. You know, we just looked at each other. And so she's kind of freaking out. Kind of looked at us like, yeah, you believe me now, jerks. (laughs) And of course, we don't know what to say. So me and my aunt make our way to like the front of the uh, group of the tour. And there's this small hallway, probably about 15 feet long. And it leads to these uh, double doors that are glass that goes out onto the balcony now it's nighttime and it's cold outside so there's nobody out there and as we're sitting there the tour guide's talking all of a sudden that door slowly starts to open at this point my aunt and we're not looking at each other we're, we're looking at this door so it opens up stops and then it slowly starts to close and latches and then we looked at each other like did, did you just see that and we're freaking out She starts snapping pictures like crazy. We didn't say anything to anybody, but we were just like, holy crap, that that just happened. And and when the door shut, it wasn't like, you know, when you have have a door open in the house and then somebody opens the door somewhere else and the pressure changes and the door slams shut. It wasn't like that. It was like it opened up, stopped, and then just kind of slowly, like somebody slowly shutting it back. I sent you guys a picture of the door. There is what seems to be... A face in the glass. I want to say it's a ghost, but it's, you know, your mind kind of tries to pick faces out of things. So that's what I think it probably is. But, you know, every time I look at it, I'm seeing this face. So I sent you guys that so you guys can, you know, everybody can go online and take a look at it and see if you see a face or not. But either way, it's kind of weird. It's kind of fun. 
it's a really neat hotel. It's worth checking out for sure. Whether you believe in hauntings or not, it's it's a really cool hotel and a really neat town. Anyways, thank you guys, and I will send you guys some more. Ooh. Yeah, please do. Love it. That hotel is so old. Like right. we we did a ghost tour there. We just noticed like light anomalies everywhere. Uh-huh. And at the end of the tour, these women came over and said, "We kept taking pictures, and we would find these weird blue lights on your daughter." Really? So yeah, Ziggy, show that. I took a picture of her phone, so you can see. Emma had these weird blue lights on her and they had multiple pictures like that. Weird. So when we showed them to the tour guide though, she was like, no, that's just one of the weird things that happens in here. We see that all the time, but we don't think it's paranormal. What? Yeah, that's that what That doesn't they, make any sense to me. It doesn't either. And I showed them the photos that I had that just had weird lights, but apparently they just have that kind of issue with the Crescent Hotel. Okay. So last week we started a new feature called the Dead Pet of, of the, the Week. week. Do, 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 Dead do, Pet do. of the Week. Because we've been getting all these fan... Just yesterday, when I was at the dentist, I got another awesome dead pet story. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. We'll have to share that one next week. Um, But we got one from Marie, and Marie actually goes on and keeps telling stories. Mm -hmm. But this is her dead pet of the week story. The first time I ever realized something was different about the family home was at a birthday party early in the marriage. And I walked to the breakfast area and looked out the window and saw a dog just kind of out of the corner of my eye, walked past. And I could tell you the breed. I could tell you the color, the size, the shape. And I looked at my then husband and I said, honey, um, there's a dog outside. And he said, what did it look like? And I told him and he goes, no, that's sweetie. And I said, well, do we need to let her in? And he goes, no, sweetie's been dead for 12 years. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> then what? What? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was pretty shocked. And he said, well, yeah, there's a lot of that around here. And I'm like, okay. So not much else was said. But then when I had my first child, I actually stayed in the house um, while I recuperated. I'd had a cesarean section, so a little bit of a recovery before I could travel back to Baton Rouge. But I was lying in bed, and this was at least a couple of weeks after I had had my daughter. I was lying in the bed, and I just opened my eyes. And it was one of those moments where you think, oh, wow, that was the best night's sleep I've ever had. And I kind of looked at the window and I could see through the blinds that the porch light was still on. I thought, oh, it's still dark. I can go back to sleep. This is great. And then, of course, it dawned on me, oh, I have a baby. And so I looked down towards the foot of the bed where the crib, it had spindles and I could see through it so I could see her sleeping. And as I kind of focused in, I realized that (laughs) there was someone or something hovering at the edge of the crib. And it was uh, a woman all dressed in black in like a 1928 costume. It was a black short collar, uh, went up to her neck, long sleeves, pleated in the front. And then it just sort of weighted down into darkness. But she had an umbrella uh, hooked on her right arm. And her left hand was hovering over my child's head. And her hair was black, and it was rolled up into a very tight bun. Obviously, this woman's hair was very long because it was a huge bun. As I looked at her, I went up on an elbow and leaned forward, and I started to say something, and she looked at me. She took her finger from her left hand. She raised it up off the baby, and she looked at me dead on and touched her finger to her lips in a shh motion. I am telling you, it was like I was drugged because suddenly I seriously just went back to sleep. My head hit that pillow like a rock. You know, I woke up the next morning and I thought, oh, was that a dream? Or, 
And so I went into the living room and I was telling my my mother-in-law about the dream. And she asked me, you know, some details and I told her and she got up and she left the room in a bit of an emotional huff. She came back with a huge family photo album and actually showed me the picture of the woman that I saw hovering over my baby's crib. (laughs) She said that it was her great-grandmother and that it was a sign that she was aware of the birth and that um, she would be her protector, that she would look out over her and make sure that her life was blessed and that she was um, that she was okay and that things would be good. You know, there's probably, there's several more, I'm sure. But those are the ones that I remember most ardently. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to call me anytime. Thank you again, Julie. I love doing this. Okay. How do we know that that wasn't Mary Poppins? That's what I thought too. <laughs> Sorry, did I steal your punchline? No, it's fine. I, li- I had this the whole way through. I was like, are we sure this isn't Mary Poppins? And like, like <laughs> I know. thank God it had a happy ending, right? I know. Like, I just, well, because that was some scary I shit. I know. I'm like, I kind of want to know if great grandma was mean. Uh, well, and here's the whole shh part. And the part I left out, I forgot to tell you, is that Marie moved in with her husband after they got married. Uh-huh. In this haunted as hell house, apparently. She sent me so many stories that I haven't even had a chance to listen to all of them. I'm kind of scared to hear them. I know, but I told her, I'm like, we're calling you. After that, yeah, she fe- she seemed a little too calm, cool, and collected oh, over that scary she's... granny. But she does. She's got a ton more stories, so we're going to talk to Marie again. Crazy. All right, so don't forget to visit Haunted AF's new sponsor. That is White Rock Ale House and Brewery. you got to go sometime soon. Find them on Facebook. You can search them by White Rock Ale House and Brewery. You can also find them on Twitter and Insta, too. Don't forget to check out their website, whiterockalehouse.com. And if you're not in North Texas, you can still support them. They've got a really great online store. Yeah. And speaking of online stores, go to hauntedaf.com. Yes. Pick up your Haunted AF t-shirt. Woo-hoo. You can get your cool Haunted AF necklace. Honestly, think of it as like, this is like our public radio pledge drive. Yes. Like, we need money to keep support going. Support us, we, please. Yeah, there are two things we're we broke. need. Somebody was harshing me on Instagram just this past week. <gasps> they were like, why are you guys having another season finale soon? Because our season finale oh. is going to drop on Halloween. Yeah. They're like, you just got started again. And I said, well, we don't have enough stories to keep going <laughs> we need and he said well maybe you should open it up you know unexplained stories i'm like yeah we'll take yeah we will absolutely take those creepy ufo bigfoot we will take those stories please because we need that and we need money to keep yeah, operating i also love how he sa- he made it sound so easy just yes. open it up to anything just and he said why don't you and i'm like we i kind of do had. so anyhow go buy t-shirts buy jewelry yep and then give them the email address again hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com please leave us a voice memo because we love those we love the voice memos. Uh, coming up on the next Haunted AF, we have another haunted B&B for you. Actually, a place in Chattanooga, Tennessee, they had a room locked off because it was so haunted, Ooh. and now they will rent it out for $666 a night. We are in the wrong business. Yeah, we I need know. to find an Airbnb to rent out that's haunted, that's, or at least fake it. Yeah. So we, we can do. make money. <laughs> like, I'll lie. Yes, I'll lie too. about a haunted Airbnb. And we're also going to talk to somebody who worked in one of the largest Christmas stores in the world, and of course, it is haunted as all hell. Of course it is. Yeah, so that's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. All right, Haunted AFers, remember to subscribe, either iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as well as our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Ooh, it's so bright and shiny over there. Gotta say thanks to our board op, Ziggy Backer. Whoa. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and to Andrew Mamalaga for our theme song. Also, a shout out to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we have to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Oh, I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca. 